0: It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, throwing you both on. Yeah, good morning. It is time for Utah Car Sense right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm Austin Horton, and uh, welcoming back an OG <laughs> from the show, Roger Parkin, back with us today. Roger, man, it has been uh, too long. First of all, since we've way seen each too other, long. <laughs> and since we've uh, been on the show together. How are you, sir?
1: I'm great. Yeah, you know, just surviving all the major fun with COVID, and you know, changes to business, and it's been a real fun ride this last two and a half months <laughs>
0: that's a funny word to use we'll call it yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah we'll we'll stay positive yes for sure Now you guys have uh been not um, not been immune uh over there at uh mark miller subaru to the business side of the impact of, of covid but i'm really 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 impressed and proud of jeff and and everyone over there for holding on to everybody haven't been, had any ahead, layoffs so- haven't uh, dismissed anybody which is to be commended
1: yeah, it's pretty amazing the things that, you know, the links that jeff gone to to keep everybody employed. I mean, I was working our sales department out for the first five weeks of this, first six weeks of this, three days a week.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, so, and people are working from home doing, you know, internet leads and whatnot. But it's, it made it really interesting to do business, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I'll bet. I'll bet. So you've, you've probably never seen anything like this and. In- Hope to never see it again, I'm sure.
1: Boy, I've said that about a lot of things I've experienced in the last 30 years in this business, and this is one I'd never want to go through again.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But uh, I think team-wise for the store, you know, there's been a lot of good that's come out of it. There, Everyone's working a lot better together. There's just a lot more camaraderie. And, uh, you know, I never thought I'd start my mornings with, hey, guys, let's sanitize the showroom <laughs> <every morning. laughs>
0: And now you'll never not do that, I'm sure
1: i don't you know I, I think this is our new normal yeah. you know nine o'clock every morning and everybody grabs you know towels and disinfectant and we wipe down every surface in the showroom all the touch points in the cars that are on the showroom and it's uh it's definitely different you know it, this is right up there with pushing snow you know during the winter Perfect. it's just something you have to do and uh you know customers feel safer you have sanitized pens on the desk with cups, you know they sanitize between customers, and it's uh, definitely different. You know, people in mass, salespeople in mass. It's uh, you learn how much you read. Li- I didn't realize how much I read lips to communicate with people.
0: Hmm. <laughs> you know? Right.
1: It was my used car manager that brought that to my attention. <laughs> you, know, it was, you get the mask on; you, everyone's muffled, and it's 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 definitely fascinating. You, you learn to look at people's eyes to really see what they're thinking instead of whole face now.
0: Yeah, it, it, the body language certainly uh, is uh, takes a hit here, and I'm with you. You, you think that uh, you don't realize how much you look at people's mouths and how their faces are scrunching or, or twisting as oh, you yeah. speak to them or as they talk to you, and it, it, you you lo- It's almost like when you text somebody, and that text can be taken in five different tones. That's almost yeah, so I was the same thing. In The wrong one.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and so uh, if people or like my, myself I'm a very sarcastic person and usually I sell that with some kind of facial uh, tick or whatever but when uh, I I'm being sarcastic and I'm covered by a mask people think I'm just being a jerk so
1: that's well you know if truth hurts right <laughs> got me <laughs> I tend to be I tend to be obnoxious myself I know you're, you're surprised <laughs> but it's uh, it's really been it's been fascinating to watch all this you know Breaking the habit of shaking hands after a lifetime of doing it is really, really, really tough. Yeah. It's just an automatic—you know—you reach your hand out and away you go, and you know now you have people tapping elbows, you got people just kind of chuckling about it. It's—I don't know if you've been grocery shopping or in Costco and stuff—and sure. My my poor wife, man, the first time she went to the you know Smiths after this was all all started and seeing the empty shelves, because I can't do it, so I didn't let her in the stores for like you know, I chose chose to do all the shopping myself because it doesn't bother me as much as it bothered her. But we went to Costco a week or so ago, and just watching that dance between people, trying to keep them six feet of space and not knowing what to do, and it was actually really good for her. Hmm. So, I mean, the new normal, who knows what it's going to be. It's not going to be the same old thing.
0: Yep, yep, it it won't be. And uh, in some ways, that's okay. In a lot of ways, we'll just have to figure out how to get used to it and be accepting of it, Uh, whatever – obviously whatever lowers the death rate and eliminates this thing eventually, then that's what we want to do. And yeah, if I, that means we I have to know change that, and adjust. We need to do it.
1: Yeah. I don't know that you'll see this. I don't know. It'll be eliminated. We'll see. Maybe well, they'll come out with a vaccine against it, but well, even with a vaccine
0: def- that doesn't eliminate it, but it makes it so you can live with it. And right.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, that's the goal.
1: No, it's, it's definitely interesting. I know my, uh, Son owns a veterinarian practice back east, and you know, Maryland went to not quite well, went pretty severe lockdown with let you know, vets as essential services. But the day that they did that, he had 10 surgeries scheduled and he had to cancel every one of them. Oh my, this is like, you know, because of you know, PP, you know, personal protection equipment, <sighs> they wanted to conserve it. I was talking with him, uh, I think we've got a great here in Utah comparatively. I was talking to him yesterday, and I got a grandkid that's supposed to start kindergarten. In September, and they're talking about not starting schools back till January. Wow! I mean, all these all these parents are trying to make a living. In kids and Kids' daycares are you know closed, obviously for safety purposes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It makes it a little bit a little bit interesting <laughs> right now. I'll tell you, it's a strange time. Indeed, it is,
0: uh, and uh, the hits keep coming as we uh, those that uh, are left behind here. Uh, our morning, but we're also happy to hear that uh, Coach Jerry Sloan is free of that uh, disease that was racking his body for the last three, four years. Uh, uh, Jerry Sloan passed okay. away, as everyone knows, yesterday at 78. And uh, yep. I thought today, Roger, yesterday we spent all day on the radio hearing from former players, colleagues, coaches, uh, media, people that covered him, that knew him. Uh, mm-hmm. Today, today I thought we'd open up the phone lines for jazz fans who might need a, an avenue to Watch share their it. thoughts and feelings,
1: that'd no, be wonderful. I know I watched my mother die from Louis body dementia. And that's not a, oh. that is not a pretty disease. Boy, it just whittles away at the brain slowly and surely, and just destroys it. By the time you know, by the time this they pass, it's not not fun.
0: No, not at all. And uh, our, our thoughts and prayers are with Tammy and his children today. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we thought we'd open up the phone lines for you to call in, share your funny stories or your comments or thoughts about uh, Coach Sloan today. 855-340-ZONE is our number. 855-340-ZONE. We'll sprinkle those throughout our car discussions today on Mark Miller's yeah. Subaru car, Utah Car Sense.
1: Let's start. It's certainly, good, okay. certainly going to be a different Memorial weekend with uh, not a lot. There's a lot of people traveling, but there's not a lot of people traveling, if that makes sense. I know. With everything closed down, people, more people are at home and just just sit back and, and doing what they do, probably itching to get out and go. The, so hopefully everyone's having a good weekend.
0: I hope so. Uh, and I know a bunch of people that uh, have gone camping this weekend. Uh, I'm driving down here past probably, oh, a dozen or so trailers being pulled by trucks, headed somewhere, mm-hmm. someplace to enjoy the uh, the Memorial Day weekend. The the rain that happened last night and today, snow in my neck of the woods for part of the night, uh might chase people away from doing too much this weekend. But hopefully you can just relax and unplug and uh and, and enjoy <laughs> as best you can.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny, you get home at night, well, what do you want to do tonight? Well let's see, there's T V, there's gardening, there's there's no movies, <laughs> at least not out of the house. Yeah. You know, not, it takes a lot of your choices away. You can finally start going out to dinner, but you know, we've kinda of hung back from doing that, waiting for things to kind of settle down.
0: Yeah, we uh but, my wife and I were just thinking the other day, you know, churches now being reopened. We're not ready to go back to church, man. We're not ready to go sit next to people and uh and be be yeah. elbow to elbow yeah. with other people yet. That's not that's not for us. If it's for you, that's your choice that you write. Not for me yet though. Uh, and uh, that's kind of scary to me.
1: Yeah, but as you think about the trickle effects, what, everything's gone on in the economy right now. You look at, this is the time of year that all your major artists are out touring, filling up stadiums and, and uh, venues with hundreds of thousands of people. Those are gone. I mean, every major artist has announced can- they've canceled their tours for the year. And there's a huge economic impact with that. You know, I, you look at... you! you, the arena down there, the Vivint, Smart Home Arena, it's going to sit pretty much empty most of the summer, right?
0: Yeah, I I haven't seen an official calendar, but I would assume, yeah, that that will be the case.
1: No, I don't want to go sit with 10,000 of my closest friends somewhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or, or yeah, people that will suddenly become your closest friend, whether you like it or not. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, for sure. And the common sense goes away. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But uh, it's it's the new uh, – look, we're dealing with it. We're getting through it. And I, I, I hold out hope and positive uh, thinking that we'll figure out a way to get this where we can live with this. Uh, I don't know that – I'm with you. I don't know that it will be eliminated or taken away. But I think that once we get a vaccine or some uh, antiviral medication that actually works, we can at least go back to somewhat of mm-hmm. a normal pace although it will never be like it used to be. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think part of the challenge, you know, for the general, for everybody, is lack of consistent, actual, factual information coming out from any news sources. You know, you, you get the flavor of the day reporting and there's not any real, actual facts behind it. Hmm. Uh, you know, the CDC, the latest from CDC is, they don't, they know COVID lives on surfaces now, but it's not as transmittable by touching surface and touching yourself. So it's not as quite as communicable that way as I thought It's mainly through people sneezing and uh, on you or, you know, even around breathing it in.
2: Well, but that's good news.
1: Some from touch, but not much.
0: That's great news. Uh, I had not yeah. seen
1: that. But you got to read many different news sources. You got to go look at the CDC site <laughs> To get it because it's certainly not coming out of the White House right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, he wants to open up all the churches for Memorial Week, and he wants to do that for Easter weekend too. But
2: yeah,
0: I uh, I think well, that what one thing I've learned throughout this uh, news uh, side of things during this pandemic so far is what I learned a long time ago about stats in sports numbers, as people <laughs> refer to them. You can paint whatever picture you want to paint by picking and choosing uh specific numbers or categories to talk about and others not to talk about. So, and that's yep. the problem you get to deal with as a consumer of news out there is you have to sort through and find out it, it it's almost like we don't have 100% of the truth in any entity now. We have parts oh, no. in each entity uh and and uh but you have to piece the parts together that you believe are true and then find the parts that you think are opinion and maybe not may may not be true and it's so unfortunate especially at a time like this so i like what you say there go to the cdc's uh, guidelines and start there uh, and i know there are hey. some out there that might think that they're being politically driven and uh, painted in some way uh, as well but uh, i can't i can't think that way Roger. i've got to trust our our health uh, officials i have to
1: you you would hope you can trust me it's just like i say it's, it's this way with all the news I in my opinion it's just me talking but you certainly got to go to multiple sources to read various sides of the conversation that is going on out there to figure out what people's biases are that are reporting on what what they got what they want to drive or what they don't want to drive you know mm-hmm. the point that they're trying to get across because they you know, if they are they're going to skew it in that way I don't know that we have any really good journalism anymore I you know think think about what Watergate was <laughs> back in the 70s. Mm. I mean, brought down Nixon and you know, two reporters going out. That doesn't happen very often anymore. There's not any really in-depth reporting on anything. So it'll be interesting to see what happens out of this.
0: Uh, and there are, though, I, I still think there are those that uh, are good journalists. I think but the but uh, specifically a, a jazz beat writer, Andy Larson, who's been reassigned during this pandemic off of the jazz beat onto coronavirus pandemic, uh, he, he has been – uh, really, really, uh, he's doing a really good job at covering this thing from my from my seat from an unbiased point of view. He's he's worked with yeah. just uh, stats and facts and and uh, stories yes, out there, does. and then left it up to you to decide. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, Andy's not a trained doctor. Andy's not a, a, <laughs> a medical professional. He never would purport to be one. He has to learn right. from them then share those items in his pieces with us, and we have to choose from there.
1: Yeah, I and mean, I think he, I've read several of his articles. He does do a nice job of laying out the stats and and whatnot. But that's tough. You don't get a lot of that anymore. Hmm. You, know, you get you get a lot of what you want to drive through and by and up and over, and hmm. it depends on who's telling the story. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know? Let, let me
0: ask so, you this, Roger. How, yeah. how has the traffic been inside the stores customer wise? Have you guys seen a, a significant drop off of people coming into the stores?
1: Yeah, we probably have dropped off. You know, March was the worst of it, April was a little bit better, but I mean, traffic and sales kind of go hand in hand. Our sales were down about 40% in April, so traffic was off by you know, probably 30, 40%. Hmm if not more than that because what we're seeing is if people are walking in the stores they're ready to buy for the most part. We're closing you know people we're closing the first time people walk in the stores people are buying 5 out of 10 times almost 50%. Okay. Now, 35 to, between 35 and 50 depends on the week but days you'll close 80% of people walk in the doors so Mm-hmm. There's certainly less traffic walking in. There's a lot more online discussions. You know, we'll do we we'll run cars out for test drives around the around the area. We'll we can do everything remotely, and just we can even sign most everything remotely now. Uh, for paperwork and deliver the car out the house. So mm-hmm. we just are adapting like everybody else and trying to do what's best for you know our customers, and our employees, and and you know, keep business going. This month looks like we're tracking. We're talking about even with last year, which is pretty incredible. It's not something I thought we'd see. I know I brought my sales force back to work five days a week, Monday, and uh, just normal schedules, and it's certainly improved their morale. You know, being able to have some continuity in their life and, and normalcy. We don't realize how much we rely on work to keep us sane. You know, or right. to get, kind of gives you a, a sense of uh, continuity, I guess.
0: No, that's absolutely a great point because, uh, when the pandemic, uh, hit our our neck of the woods, my wife's, uh, employer shuttered things for, uh, three to four weeks, uh, Mm -hmm. originally two weeks and she was at home and they, they, they continued to pay their employees and then, uh. As it continued to progress, they brought uh, one person back and then two people back, but they were only outside. And anyway, they they reintroduced it in phases. She ended up being at home for about six weeks, uh, and that was such a different uh, lifestyle <laughs> for her and for me and for our child. Uh, oh yeah. And in a lot of ways, it was a it was a great blessing for her. She really enjoyed that. Extra time that she got to be with our baby and mm-hmm. and see her grow up all, all day, every day. On the other hand, I got to leave and go to work every day. And, and you got right. <laughs> and And I'm also extra blessed that my work that I go to is kind of play. Uh, you know, I get to come yeah. and talk about sports and goof off all day. Uh, but not that I don't work hard. I don't want the employees to hear <laughs> that and think I'm goofing. But th- that's what I mean. It's it's sports. It's, you know, it's fun. And then, passionate I'd, about it. and then I'd come home and she's been there all day long with a mm-hmm. one and a half year old who does not understand the word pandemic and that you can't go right. do things and you can't go to the playground. And all you can do is sit in home, sit inside and paint and, and, and do crafts and uh, watch TV all day. And my wife, although she loved being home, she was going a little nuts. Without any other human interaction for quite some time. And so you mentioned your cell staff, their morale jumping, coming back to somewhat of a normal uh, schedule. That, I think, is why we needed – I think we needed a period where we could adjust to, okay, we have to – except that this thing is real. We've got to wash our hands. We've got to be more careful and cautious about how close we are to each other, what we're uh, willing and not willing to share with one another, uh, mask up if it's necessary, if it's uh, in a certain area. And that way, when we did return to a regular schedule, we can still curtail and flatten that curve of the pandemic. Because I think it's vital, Roger, for so be it in oh. your example, your cell staff, or just everyday person out there, it's vital to be able to have some form of normalcy that at least mimics what we used to know.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, my wife has been working from home now for 10 weeks. And there's stuff she likes about it, it's like your wife the stuff she really likes about, it, stuff she hates. I know that uh, it's it's interesting when you go to the, the grocery store; you can't find any flower. but you're starting to be able to find flour now and stuff baking. And then, really, if you walked in a Home Depot in their nursery department or any nursery lately, it's this a zoo. <laughs> you know? Right. People are gone back out to planting gardens that never planted gardens or planting more, and we're certainly finding a simpler life a little bit outside of everything.
0: Yeah, I uh, yeah. I still will not be the gardening type. Uh, that that will take uh, absolute necessity for me to b- uh, be planting a garden. <laughs> which, you don't like getting Your hands dirty? I'm fine getting my hands dirty. I don't want to. I don't want to have to do it every day of my life. That's for sure. And I don't know. I I would rather. I'd rather not have to weed and till and plant and water and tend uh, produce and plants. That's just, it does not sound interesting to me at all because I grew up having to go out and do those things. And I never, like my wife the other day was like, Hey, let's plant some flowers. I'm like, why? So flowers do nothing (laughs) for me. I can't eat them. Uh, all I have to do is go out there and and now I have to add more work outside. I don't want to do that. But anyway, I'm weird in that way, but I know what you're talking about because, uh, the, the lines at home Depot have never been longer. And more populated, which is kind of also a worry uh, point. But people have a lot more time on their hands, and they're improving their homes, they're improving their lives, and finding mm-hmm. things to keep busy with, which I think is important. Absolutely. Uh, now,
1: absolutely.
0: So you mentioned uh, the the online stuff, people buying yeah. online. Have you have you honestly seen an uptick in that? And what are the returns? What what is that experience returning to uh, from customers to you? What is their feedback on that?
1: You know, it's not for everybody, but it's certainly becoming more of a part. I mean, we've known all of our most of our customers spend eight to sixteen hours online researching before they ever set foot inside the door, deciding what they want, and they've decided you know generally down to the car that they want, the vast majority of the time. Uh, before they walk in and actually test drive them, so it's, it's changed some behaviors, but not 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 all behaviors. Um, the people that want to do it online love it. You know, it's, I mean, this is we're the generation that we go to Amazon for everything. We want to click and and go, and and um, you know, we're just trying to make it as simple as possible. There, we can sign a good chunk of the paperwork remotely now. But they seem to like. They're still, you know, as human touch. People like to have. You know, they're spending a lot of money. They like to uh, come, be, you know, taken care of.
2: Hmm.
1: Probably the biggest thing that COVID's changed for us is how we do our deliveries. You know, it's it's up to the customer if, if the salesman gets inside the car to show them, or if they do it via video chat or, or whatever, and that and they're not going on test drives with customers for social distancing. So. It certainly changed a few things. That
0: Now, that's interesting because I remember, you know, I worked on this show with you guys for three, four years before we yeah. uh, uh, leased with our, our Crosstrek. And I remember the test drive being so uh, educational and instrumental in our mm-hmm. decision process. I, I can't imagine... Having to because uh, you know we weren't Subaru before then, this was a new right. experience for us. I can't imagine diving in for the first time without that expertise sitting next to me, saying, "All right, now try this feature, and look at this thing." and you, you notice that it's not uh, changing gears uh, heavily, but you still hear the sound because it's artificial, and all the things that I learned in that test drive, just uh, around the, a few miles around the city, really mm-hmm. helped me decide whether or not that would be the car for us. How are people uh, responding to no test drive help uh, from your sales staff?
1: Yeah, some people love it. They understand it. I mean, that's a big thing. You know, our new normal um, people have been very adaptable to it. You know, they usually come in with a, you know, questions for the sales people and they go over it. And they, they spend more time talking about the features before customers go drive it for the most part. So they kind of set them up to check out, like, adaptive cruise control or lane, lane centering or, you know, some of the neat features on the car. You, you have to really pre-sell all that stuff and, and plant the seed for them to look at and, and try it out. Makes it a little more difficult. I mean, test drive is really, a, like you say, a powerful part of the, the car buying process to figure out if the car fits you, if you like the features, what's different about it, because every car is different. You know. So depending on how long ago you bought a car even year to year there's you know little changes on the cars so it makes it a little more challenging but uh you know customers and sales are adapting to it and you know sales people in, in some in some ways are lazy by nature in certain things and a lot of them don't like to go on test drives which is kind of silly but you know, I never thought in my career, I'd be telling my salespeople, you're not going on test drives with customers. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird, man. It's,
0: it's weird. Is there, I could also see a, a future where you can still, you can virtually uh, assist someone in a test drive. Perhaps they have you on a video chat or you guys set up a web, some kind of camera system in the car. I don't know. I uh, yeah, don't know what the future holds.
1: Can, I who knows? You know, I think it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of all this, uh, I don't see showrooms and and in person selling going away. I mean, Carvana's trying it, and they're you know they're losing billions of dollars a year but growing an empire. But it's uh, it's certainly a different way to do things. I mean, there's certain things that if I'm spending five, 10, 20, 30, 40, fifty thousand dollars, I'd like the personal touch there.
0: Yeah, I I would as well. It's Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. He's Roger Parkin, sales manager for the Southtown Store. I'm Austin Horton. Eric Jensen behind the glass today. We're looking for your phone calls at 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Anything you'd like to talk about today, questions, comments, stories you have for us. But specifically, if you want to share some thoughts about Coach Sloan, the, the phone lines are wide open. We'll get you right on immediately. 855 855- 340 zone coming up uh, in the show here we've got a five-year plan for the inland port that's been released the most reliable cars for 2020 as far as families are concerned and the used cars and rental car industry have uh, seen a new normal as well we'll talk about Ooh, that and so much yeah. more coming up on utah carson car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton, presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back, Utah Car Sense. He's Roger Parkin, sales manager for the Southtown store at Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Austin Horton, and Eric Jensen is producing today. Your phone calls, 855 340 Zone. If you'd like to talk with us about cars or the news or whatever's on your mind, especially if it's about Coach Sloan, we'd love to hear your thoughts and feelings. 855 340 Zone. Roger, before we uh, took a break, I teased the, the used car and rental car industries, yeah. and they are going in complete opposite directions. Oh. The uh, pandemic is looking uh, good for the used car arm and uh, a big name rental car company is uh, the first sign that uh, used uh, rental cars are going uh, really, really, really badly right now as Hertz filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Uh, And it's uh, according to experts, uh, the nation's rental car car companies are in deep trouble That's another blow for the already struggling auto industry. During normal times, rental car companies account for 10% or more of U.S. new car sales, an estimated 1.7 to 1.9 million cars purchased last year, but these are not normal times, far from it. Rental car companies get two-thirds of their revenue from airport locations,
1: with Mm -hmm. flying
0: down 94% in April and May. Uh, There are far fewer people, obviously, needing to rent cars, and much of the non-airport business comes from customers who cars were involved in an accident with insurance companies paying out those rental bills. But with driving way down, accidents are also obviously down, and insurance companies have voluntarily returned more than $7 billion in premiums to customers. How? What does this mean to you, uh, Roger, that Hertz is filing for uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy?
1: Well, you know, it just kind of shows you how far, hey, how sensitive every business out there is to hiccups in the economy, or, you know, with what's going on. I mean, Hertz is the second largest. It's thrifty in dollar. is also under that umbrella. So it doesn't mean as much to me as a dealer with them going down, but if you look at what it does to the big three uh, domestic car companies, it's going to be a huge blow. As you, as you talked about, you know, a lot of the 10% of the business is fleet business. Subarus is about 2%. So for Subaru, it's not that big a deal. It won't affect them very much because they've never really relied on, on fleet, but the domestics rely heavily on fleet. Kind of smooth out their production cycles and supply of cars and you know it will mean a difference in you know uh, off rental cars coming back into the used car uh pipeline you can see and you've seen it already used cars used car prices have dropped significantly over the three, last three months they're starting to rise again but the supply is tightened up severely um all the auctions are running virtual now so in in the lane raising your hand mm. so they've been transitioning to that for the last decade i mean there's about 50 50 you know people in the lane and people buying cars online. Uh, you have to get really good at watching what's going on to buy them online because they move through way too fast. <laughs> yeah. Know? So it certainly changes those dynamics. But uh, you're gonna see used car industry tighten up a little bit. New cars, you know, it's we all have a decent supply now, but if the factories don't get up running you know enough to fulfill Demand then it's going to be short supply and prices will go up, you know, transaction price will go up, less supply, higher price, you know, but right now, I don't think they'll see much effect from that in the short term long term or, you know, well, notice that much because it's been going on right now. Anyway, long term will be le- less cards out there, but I don't think they're the, the last ones to go bankrupt. I mean, I think Hertz is just the first one in the dominoes to fall on that. Yeah. yeah, it's like you look, look out in the businesses, I mean J C Penney for the sec- second or third time filed bankruptcy, you got Neiman Marcus, you know, all these big companies have been kinda of teetering as they haven't adapted to, you know, the the current times with online and whatnot and it's kinda of putting the death nails in there coffin.
0: Yeah, so Hertz filed uh, Friday night, last night. Uh, They missed payment in April to a group of lenders who hold the lease on most of its U.S. fleet. That company rents under the Hertz Dollar and Thrifty brand, so you could see Mm -hmm. Dollar and Thrifty coming your way next. Rival Avis budget is in better financial shape, according to CNN Business, but is also uh, hemorrhaging money. In March, it said it will cut its new car purchase plans for the rest of the year by 80%. And this is a leading – you may have seen these videos or pictures of sports venues, parking lots. I remember seeing one – in fact, it's right here in this article, in fact, uh, at uh, the Angels Stadium in uh, Anaheim, Mm -hmm. just full of rental cars that are just – they need places to be, and they've filled up these stadium parking lots for now.
1: Yeah, the other thing that you're seeing is, like, I know Toyota, Nissan – you know, most, a good chunk of their cars come in from Japan and their port holding lots are full. They're out running off-site places to transfer brand new cars because dealers, they have been closed down, you know, shuttered and not selling as many cars and not earning as many cars. So it's, it's going to take five or six months for this to work its way out as we come out of the pandemic and to back to back our back to what will be the new normal. You know, but it's certainly showing signs of life quicker than what I thought it would. Mm. I've been pleasantly surprised. Uh, you know, we there's not been a day that we've been open during this that we haven't sold at least one or two cars, which is not a lot, but it's better not selling any cars. When you sit here for a 10-hour day, you know, eight ten 10 hours and don't do anything. So it makes for an awfully boring day. Makes you want to go crazy. So
0: there you go, some news uh, from the, uh, the rental car industry. We've got our yeah. first phone call of the day here, Roger. 855-340-ZONE. If you've got thoughts, questions, comments, stories, especially if it's about Coach Sloan, we'd love to hear from you. 855-340-ZONE. Ken has called in. Good morning, Ken. Hey, Ken, how
3: are Hi, you? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, yes, Coach Sloan, uh, his favorite car, uh, was a John Deere
0: tractor. That's right. Yes. I, I think that,
3: I think that was pretty cool. Uh, he had quite the collection, and uh, he knew all about them. He, it wasn't just a showroom. Uh, he he was kind of like the Jay Leno for John Deere. Tractor. Oh yeah.
0: Oh for sure. He knows all about them. And he and he would use so, them. Uh, you know, it wasn't just uh, like you said a showpiece for him. He knew how to use them and operate them, and loved that every bit as much as just looking at them.
3: Yeah, well, he grew up on a farm, so that's what—that's uh, probably what he first drove.
0: We uh, we spent the big show yesterday as we uh, uh, memorialized Coach. Every song that we bumped back from break with, I found a, a song that talked about John Deere for every rejoined yeah. song, and I, I was actually really surprised how many John Deere uh, centric songs there are out there. We didn't play even a, a portion of of the ones that are out there, but. Coach Sloan, certainly. You know, there's a lot of rednecks out there.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I maintain that we all have some form of redneck inside of us. It's just a matter so. of how much, yeah. But, yeah, I'm hey, sure he's uh, up I'm, there plowing the, the fields in heaven today.
3: I hope so. Hey, I'm uh, I'm out uh, delivering for DoorDash right now. Uh been doing it for a few months. Uh, the um, uh, mileage that I'm putting on my car is astronomical. Hmm. Uh, so if, uh, if somebody is thinking about doing DoorDash or Uber or, uh, Grubhub or any of those delivery services, uh, better take into consideration, you're going to be putting on, uh, if you're doing it full time, you're probably looking at three to 4,000 miles per month. Jeez. So you may go through your car a lot quicker.
0: Uh, I'm assuming you're not in a lease, Ken.
3: No, no,
0: that would be a nightmare <laughs>
3: no yeah. that that's true yeah um uh, you know you may go through your car a lot quicker so yeah, take that in, in consideration, but I believe it is uh, uh not part of your taxes you know uh not as an independent contractor, you can take the, the mileage uh from your from your uh, income,
0: yeah that's right, so right. yeah.
3: There is that.
0: Yeah, keep track of that. That's Hold it. on to your receipts. Make sure you keep uh, the, a, the reports from the oil <laughs> changes. Yeah, for sure.
3: Yep. Hopefully it's a good deal. Well,
0: how Hopefully are Hopefully that works out for you. Are you finding success otherwise doing DoorDash, Ken?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can make uh, a few thousand dollars a month if you if you really put some time
0: in. Do you feel it's that's offsetting the, the mileage you're putting on the car and the, the life you're taking away out of your car?
3: Well, I'm a firm believer of uh, run your car into the ground.
0: Are you? Okay.
3: Get it, get every last drop out of it that you can. So
0: so you would have done uh, that anyway. This just maybe accelerates that.
3: Yeah, it will. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the new car uh, a little little sooner. Thank you. Well,
0: thanks for Fantastic. calling in, Ken. We appreciate it. That's Ken, first caller of the day at 855-24-OZONE. Yeah. Now, Roger, if you're running Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Perhaps, as we touched on there, perhaps leasing is not the way that uh, you yeah, well, would advise your customers. Well, leasing,
1: customer. so in Subaru, Subaru specifically prohibits you from doing those jobs in a lease car. Oh, do they? Yep. Yeah, it cannot be used for Uber. I don't think it says DoorDash or whatnot, but it would be a similar thing. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're putting three to 4,000 miles a month on a car, you're gonna put on anywhere from thirty six to forty eight thousand miles on that car. That is two and a half to three years worth of use hmm. under normal driving conditions. You know, I figure the average consumer drives fifteen thousand miles a year. Okay. When you look at it. So just realize you're gonna burn up three years worth of life of your vehicle in value in one year and take that into account. You know, I think we're in Doordash and all those are great. They're awesome, they provide a service. I don't know that I don't know if it's very profitable for the people doing it when they really break it down. I've heard both ways. so, But it's sure convenient, and we appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I'd much rather do a Lyft or an Uber than take a taxi. They're always cleaner. So,
2: hmm.
0: Let's talk about uh, what Elon Musk is up to uh, these days, uh, including in, in a moment I'll, t- I'll read a thread off Twitter of someone who does not like being Elon Musk's neighbor, so to speak. But he has called stay-at-home orders uh, "quote fascist" in the past, yep. uh, he, and he spread a lot of, a lot of frankly misinformation about COVID on Twitter. Now he's reopening a factory despite government orders out there in California. And Roger, he is threatening to leave Fremont, California. What? How is this an empty threat, or could you see him actually pulling up stakes <laughs> and heading out?
1: Well, it's Elon Musk, so it's hard to say, but he's kind of, he kind of thinks rules don't apply to him and thinks he's got the best way in everything. But think about the logistics of picking up and moving a factory. If you're going to build a factory, you know, I mean, these places cover thousands of acres of property. I mean, they're huge. You can't, you haven't seen one. They're incredibly large. I mean, there's miles and miles and miles of conveyor belts in there. There's, the infrastructure inside and takes years to get in place. I mean, it's, it's a, to me, it's an empty threat because you take taken at least two, three years to, if you were to build one from the ground up to get it built and all the equipment is installed and get people trained and get production back under. If you were to do that, put their company out of business without it being ready to go before he does it. So I think it's an idle threat. I think it's something that makes him feel good. And, you know, is, California doing things the right way. Who knows if any of us are doing it the right way? That's the way they've chosen to do it. And I think you got to abide by the law. You don't have to like it, or you know, by the request. It's certainly not wonderful for businesses, but you have to adapt or die. Hmm. So I think it's an idle threat. I think it's a saber rattling. Yeah, you know, could he could he move the plant sometime in the future? Absolutely, but that's a huge capital investment. The plant that they're in was built by uh, GM and Toyota. About 40 years ago, yeah. So, you don't make those investments lightly. I know it, super has right about a billion dollars. I think, remember, surgery tied up in their plant in Indiana now with all the expansions they've done, and it's just getting more and more expensive to build. I mean, look at all the stadiums out there. What, uh, greater stadiums, two billion dollars, something like that. Mm-hmm. One in LA, they're gonna be five or six billion. A lot of money spent for eight games, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm especially where they can't put concerts and stuff in them right now or, or games even. So,
0: Which is fascinating that Steve Ballmer uh, just purchased outright the LA forum.
1: Uh, for yeah. That was, well, that was chump change for him. It was in a <laughs> lawsuit with, uh, with them over concerts.
0: Yeah. Uh, with, uh, with Madison Square Garden who runs the yeah. concert arm of Staples Center, which is interesting. Uh, but uh, the, the, I think he spent 4 billion cash to buy, no, uh, the I, thought, I thought
1: it was 400 million.
0: Sorry, what did I say? Four billion? Well, he said that would four billion.
1: Be, Ballmer's not worth four that, billion, it was worth that, two billion when he bought. That bought would be the uh, slippers. that would he? I hope he has a
0: coupon if it was for four billion. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that'd be the most beautiful arena you've ever seen. No, that's I, uh, four hundred oh. million. That's my fault. Uh, yeah,
1: he wrote a check for it, paid cash for it.
0: Yeah, now uh, while we're talking about Elon Musk, this woman named Rachel Monroe on Twitter. Said uh, posted something interesting uh, two days ago on Thursday, said this is a thread about what it's like to be Elon Musk's neighbor. And what she means by that is she lives in a Texas town in South Texas uh, that is next to the SpaceX launching site called Boca Chica. Uh, Mm -hmm. So she's not house neighbors with Elon Musk. But briefly, several years ago, SpaceX moved some of its operations to Boca Chica, a small beach community of fixed-income retirees. They promised to be good neighbors. Uh, This quiet community by a a wildlife preserve now had 24-7 construction, big trucks at all hours, bright lights at night, awful disruption. What does this mean? A sheriff's deputy bangs on your door at 10 o'clock at night and tells you there's a rocket test that night between 3 and 4 a.m. Now this is a mile from your house, and every previous rocket has blown up. So you can either cross your fingers that nothing bad happens or grab your pets and try to find somewhere safe to hunker down at night in the middle of a pandemic. This has happened nearly every night since May 3rd. At the same time, the public beach, one of the only free open spaces in the area, which was described to me in a good way as the poor people's beach, is completely shut down while SpaceX is testing, which has been pretty much constantly this entire month of May. In SpaceX's original FAA filing, they claimed there would be a handful of tests a year. Minimal disruption to local life, both human and animal, rarely disclosing the beach, never on weekend. rarely closing, I should say, the beach, and never on weekends. But as she puts it, this was all, frankly, expletive. So Elon is essentially taking over public resources, beaches, wildlife preserves, and other people's property just because he wants it. And Texas is not only permitting, but encouraging him. This state pretends oh, yeah. to love private property, but it loves corporations more, according to this Rachel Monroe. Whew!
1: That doesn't surprise me.
0: What? So, so he rolls into town with SpaceX and, uh, and assures everyone this will be fine for the community. We'll have three to five tests a year. We'll be minimally disruptive. And it's been three to five tests a week. Uh, for the for just this month of May, Roger, what do you think mm-hmm. people should or could do about this? I don't. I'm at a loss because it seems like the government there in Boca Chica is like, yeah, go right ahead.
1: There's there's nothing they're going to do about that. You know, you could file a lawsuit and and fight that. He's got plenty of money to fight it and tie it up for years. It's you've got that vote your government out. You your, your uh, mayor and your governor get rid of them. You know, it's just it's a Balancing act that I think governments do to attract business and you know keep taxes down and, and keep cities alive and not dying. Yeah, but yeah, Musk. I don't know. He's a, he's a character. Like I said, I don't think he thinks rules apply to him.
0: 340 zone. If you've got a question, comment, or story, if you've got a memory that you'd like to share about Coach Jerry Sloan today, the phone lines are yours. Eight five five three four zero zone we had ken on a moment ago uh shared about uh coach's favorite vehicle the john deere tractor have you ever been on a john deere roger i have what what would you Once, what were you using a john deere for
1: oh it was just you're a city boy though so that's surprising I am, a, to me. I am a city boy but i have ridden on a john deere out of a uh i think it was a steak farm if memory serves me right when i was a little kid Oh, okay. Out in Riverton, when that was way out in the boonies you know, back then. There was nothing there but firms. <laughs> I, I have operated a John Deere track.
0: Yeah, I know, because I follow you on Twitter, Eric Jensen. And uh, you, you, you have family, I believe, in Pennsylvania that yes, has uh, land.
1: Yes, there is no more exhilarating feeling in the entire world than riding a John Deere. Of, I just, I other just truly than, believe it.
0: Other than watching ah. you uh, on Twitter singing. The John Deere song. Nothing runs like a deer, baby. Oh, my gosh. How many drinks had you had before you made that video was my question. (laughs) None. Uh, John Deere's are are incredible machines. Incredible machines. And as a younger person, I did not know a ton about Coach Sloan, but I was genuinely touched when I learned that he, too, was a tractor guy. The tractor guy. Yeah. We talked a yeah, few yeah. weeks ago, uh, Roger, with Jeff about the situation between John Deere and farmers where that can't afford the $600,000 repair bill. Oh. And so they've been jerry-rigging, to, to steal a term there uh, from uh, Coach Sloan, yeah. uh, their own fixes on their John Deere tractors. And John Deere is suing these farmers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a mess at this time yes. for un, uncertain economics.
1: Well, it's crazy when you look at these the combines and how expensive those things are. It's a wonder if farmers can make a profit anywhere.
0: Oh, correct. Yeah,
1: it's a, just insane.
0: the The loans and liens and leases on a farm uh, it takes it takes decades for a farm to be lucrative. Otherwise, you're living day to day, <laughs> uh, field to field. Yeah, if ever, uh, if ever at yeah. all, uh, and they often are. They often are forgotten. And taken for mm-hmm. granted until we have a time like a pandemic and we have meat shortages and we have other shortages out there and we're looking for food and the supply chain is going down. And it, it's like, okay, now we appreciate our farmers a little better. Now we love exactly. them exactly. And along those lines I are mean, truck drivers.
1: Yes. I mean, you don't realize how much of the uh, product gets moved around the nation via truck. You know, they, they do a bunch on railroad, but it's more timely on trucks. So it's uh, they are it's a thankless job. And I wouldn't want to do it. Sitting in a cab 11, 12 hours, 13, 14 hours a day. Yeah. Running up and down the highway with all the uh, rude drivers, depending on what state you're driving
2: in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, you look like I get back east quite often and you, you know, get, get in DC. And I mean, the freeways are terrible. They're narrow. They're your freeway speeds, forty-five miles an hour, right inside the, uh, DC. Hmm. And drive a truck in that traffic. No, thank you. No,
0: pass, 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 pass.
1: Yeah, that's a hard pass.
0: And Just I, uh, I mean, my my in-laws live about an hour from us, and we drive down there uh-huh. a couple times a month. And I get done with that drive, and I'm like, okay, I need a three-hour nap. I don't know how anyone okay. does a, a long-haul trucking job, honestly. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I can do in my younger years. I could do 16 hours, and that was pushing it. Jeez. Now, I, I don't mind driving for 10. After that, I don't want to drive anymore. Uh, so I know we had a kid out in Oregon. It was a thousand miles from doorstep to doorstep, and there's a lot of times I did that nonstop. But I don't like doing that anymore.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, my. But, but my father-in-law, he'll go. He'll make day trips down to uh, Zion's and back. And one day I'll go down to Zion's early morning, well, done that. spend yeah. the whole day hiking or whatever, and then hop in the car and drive home. I have oh my gosh. I don't know how it, nothing runs like a John Deere, except for my father-in-law <laughs> just go, go, go.
1: It's amazing. Yeah, we, we, we call that doing it on crack. You know, we did that. <laughs> a uh, One uh, Easter weekend, many moons ago, we were down in uh, Torrey going to Capitol reef and said, Oh, sure. you know, prices are too far away. And we boogieed on down there, did Bryce Canyon, and headed home. You know the other way, and we did Bryce on crack in a snowstorm. It was it was beautiful though.
0: <laughs> uh, but along the lines of the the trucking industry, my friend Ryan Miller uh, writes for KSL. He is the beat writer for the Jazz over at KSL.com, But for now, he's been reassigned. Uh, he wrote a piece about how the appreciation is growing for truckers and the trucking mm-hmm. industry but it's still feeling the effects of coronavirus he writes in a simpler time the street on the south side of vivants smart home arena would have been closed off as multiple trucks hauling everything from lights to sound equipment to stages filled the roads as crews prepared for share's performance in salt lake city that concert like all other concerts was postponed due to the due to the pandemic share will be just fine those truckers and trucking companies that's not as sure of a thing As supplies, uh, like toilet paper, hand sanitizer, countless other items have flown off the shelf, more people have come to appreciate the essential role the trucking industry plays in the economy. Earlier in May, uh, Donald Trump even held a special briefing celebrating truckers. But will they survive the pandemic? While the demand for certain items has skyrocketed during this pandemic, most supply chains have dried up. That's created competition in the trucking industry, that has driven down freight rates. It's great for the businesses getting the products, but bad for the truckers. It hasn't mm-hmm. helped that more trucks have entered the fray for those orders. James, uh, uh, Lee James, owner of South Jordan-based Kurnow Trucking, specifically pointed out trucks that predominantly hauled for concerts and entertainment acts are now, of course, getting involved in hauling other supplies. And uh, even with grocery store profits spiking, freight rates have dropped with so many trucks competing for the same work. So in the immediate time here, Roger, the demand is high, but the demand yes. is so high, and the supplies are low that the no one's no one's able to make a profit and, and keep in business. And in fact, they're taking losses on every job mm-hmm. they run supplies on. How long? Oh, how long do you suppose that can sustain itself? If you were making just to make things easy, if you were making a thousand dollars an hour, and you're now making. Uh, $500 an hour, but still making the same trip, how long can you sustain a business that way, losing half your profit?
1: Well, how long has Amazon been around? Yeah. (laughs) I don't think Amazon's turned a profit on paper ever. Really? I could could be completely wrong. I know it's been a lot, many, 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 many moons. I think they might have turned a profit a few quarters, but uh, on paper that company doesn't make a lot of net profit if memory serves me right. Hmm. You know, you've got Carvana out there right now that is trying to revolutionize the uh, car buying industry and they're losing hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And yet they're valued, you know, billion dollars, a couple billion dollars stock market value. They're turning cash around, but they're not putting anything back in the coffers and in the pockets. So it depends on how deep your pockets are on that one. Hmm. Wow. I look at uh, Las Vegas right now, right. Like MGM burns forty million dollars a day with all their hotels sitting there empty. Wow. And they've got enough cash on hand to make it. I think it's the article written for three years that way.
2: Hmm.
1: So but yeah no, there's been some big transport companies go out of business. So there was one big one that I hadn't heard of back east that was like number three or four. it's gone. it's a that's a brutal industry.
0: indeed, it is that's a tough one. Uh, and uh, back to the owner of Kernow Trucking in South Jordan, Lee James. He said, uh, in fact, he shared a, a, a figure. He said, uh, decent freight rate before the pandemic was anywhere from $2 to $2.25 per mile. But now some of them have dropped down to $0.79 cents a mile. When you go from two twenty-five 25 a mile, like. that's, I know it. I know. And uh, he. this is, it's not his that's experiencing this uh, specifically, but he knows of other trucking uh, companies that are doing that because they are just trying to keep people employed and keep the doors open and the lights on. Mm -hmm. But he says, I don't know how the rebound is going to be. It's going to be slow. People think trucking is doing better than it is. The concert stuff is just one small portion of it. There are companies that specialize in whole other areas that have just shut down completely overnight, close quote.
1: Yeah, we saw this uh, with the recession with transport companies for cars we lost probably two-thirds of them and most of them have not ever come back some of your companies have gotten much larger but at the peak they're they're having trouble getting uh, transport drivers to drive them
2: hmm.
1: so it's a it's going to change a lot of things <laughs> we just don't know exactly where it's going to end up at it's, you know.
0: Yeah, it, it's scary. Uh, it's uncertain, I guess, is a, a better term because, uh, and while it is unnerving, we can face it, we can get through it, it's just going to be tough. And I hurt and I feel for those people who uh, work in the, these industries that are hit so hard. And then it, it trickles down, it trickles out, there's a ripple effect. Everything oh, that you have in your house came to you somehow, and most likely mm-hmm. by freight, uh, truck or train or, or plane. <laughs> or or all probably
2: along the line. And well, every one cars, of those things is, is yeah, hurting.
1: Car, yeah, cars, you know, most cars come via, you know, in Utah, if they come in on rail cars and then they get broken off there and put on transports to be delivered to the dealers throughout the Intermountain area. And it's uh, pretty crazy how that works.
0: Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. That's our one of the show in the books. We'll come back in the 11 o'clock hour, take more of your phone calls with your thoughts, feelings, and memories about Coach Jerry Sloan. Line those phone lines up at 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. We've got more to talk about, including a really good experience that we had just this week with Mark Miller Subaru, and it's not unique to us. It can be yours as well. And does hand sanitizer pose a dangerous threat inside your car in the warm summer months ahead? We'll talk about it next on Utah Car Sense.